Coming to you from the ugliest building in the Gulch, it's the National Scenecast, Bachelor in Paradise edition. I am Nancy Floyd. And I'm Stephen Hale. Each week, we're going to check in with Nashville contestants in paradise. We're going to share a few lessons we've learned, if any, and debrief on four hours of Bachelor in Paradise. We're going to talk about who went home, who we hated, all of them, probably, who we liked, none of them, probably, who went on dates. And maybe a little psychological check-in on the two of us and how we're bearing. Yeah, how this. our souls are doing That's right. each week. I think there's going to be a lot of hot tubbing. Yes. I think there's going to be a lot of making out. Yep. Um, Do you think there's going to be some love? Sand. There's a lot of sand, too, which can be inconvenient. Yeah, very inconvenient. No, I think there's going to be very little love, actually, which yeah. is, you know, interesting. Yeah. If you love what you hear, and why wouldn't you, you should subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and you should rate us on iTunes, and you should leave us happy, pleasant comments. And now, against our better judgment, here we go. Hello, and welcome to the Nashville Scene Cast Bachelor in Paradise edition. I'm Stephen Hale, a staff writer for the Nashville Scene. Joining me from an undisclosed beach location is InFocus Editor-in-Chief, a scene contributor, and a credentialed member of the Bachelor Press Corps, Nancy Floyd. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Well, I'm good. Um, as I said, you are not with us. You're on the coast somewhere in a paradise I'm, of your own. I'm in paradise. Um, so mm -hmm. if the listeners hear any bitterness on my end, that's why. <laughs> um, so we've had four hours of Bachelor in Paradise now. Uh, mm -hmm. First on Monday night and then on Tuesday night. But before we get talking about all that, uh, we want to sort of put this season of Bachelor in Paradise in a bit of context. People who follow the show or even people who don't may have heard about production being shut down briefly because of some allegations of sexual assault or sexual misconduct. Um, it was it was never quite clear on the front end uh, or the back end, which is part of the problem. But so we're going to try to give a quick rundown of this. Basically what happened is uh, a few days into shooting, there was apparently a producer who filed a complaint and alleged that uh, Corinne and Demario had been involved in some sort of uh, intimate relations in the pool or hot tub uh, that some sexual activity had gone on and this producer felt that Corinne uh, was too intoxicated to have consented to that so production was shut down there was an investigation by I guess ABC or a, a sort of corporate investigation and then Corinne had some lawyers who I did their own investigation um, and what has come out of that was that the corporate investigation, ABC came out and said that they found no evidence of any wrongdoing or misconduct, and Corinne's lawyers essentially said that, although the statement she put out, the statements that she has put out have been fairly um, vague and very sort of lawyer speak. Um, initially, she referred to herself as a victim and talked about how she did not remember what had happened that night, which seemed to, you know, suggest that there were some real questions about whatever went down. And since then, she said that she's happy with the outcome of the investigations. And the show uh, returned and production restarted. Um, Nancy, am I leaving anything out important, you think, uh, before we kind of go on? Just that, as we suspected, ABC really tried to capitalize on that. And That's right. And a lot for the premiere. And it was 
the, I guess, most viewed or highest rated premiere of Bachelor in Paradise, Monday's episode, and there was a lot of hype in the previews about finally see what happened, although they didn't actually show you anything that happened right. so, on Monday night. They just showed production shutting down, and then Tuesday they kind of had this very special episode where Chris Harrison addressed the cast. Right, so and, so yeah. as Nancy says, they, they have really, and this has been sort of setting aside the allegations, which were troubling, but at least so far as we've been told by the people involved in the company, um, didn't lead to them believing that something wrong had happened. The way that ABC used this to sort of lean into the drama of it was as unseemly. Um, and they sort of, from the, you know, from the after the final rose special of the last season of The Bachelorette all the way into this premiere of Bachelor in Paradise have talked about find out what led to the a shutdown in production and this dramatic thing you know and so um instead of starting the season by just bluntly addressing this and getting it out of the way and being very sort of open and transparent they sort of drew it out for uh for dramatic effect and so mm -hmm. on tuesday night chris harrison brought the whole cast together and they had this sort of open discussion about what had happened the whole cast was fairly defensive of the show and themselves and corinne and demario saying that they were there in person they didn't believe anything had happened wrong that was wrong and um that they don't feel they are forced to drink to excess by producers um and uh chris harrison asked them at one point and this is something i haven't mentioned yet that demario is a black man and corinne is a black woman or a white woman sorry and so there was from the get-go this was a sort of uncomfortable part of this situation because of the you know awful history of false allegations against black men particularly when it comes to sexual relationships between black men and white women and so chris harrison asked the cast whether they felt race played a role in this they almost unanimously said yes um they talked about consent and about how that is important and that going forward it should be important to all of them so i uh, my takeaway and then we'll kind of move on from this was that this was a pretty good segment as a segment addressing this but that abc could have done much better addressing it leading up to this um and i think i still feel pretty uncomfortable about how they handled the whole thing but for now the show is going on <laughs> the show must go on so it doesn't Nancy, have to go on, but it's going. Yes, to. it is, for better or worse. <laughs> so moving forward, uh, this is our first episode of this here. What we're going to try to do is have a couple segments each week where we break down what happened, um, starting with some lessons that we've learned, such as they are. So, Nancy, four hours of Bachelor in Paradise, what did you learn? Okay, so obviously we're removing all of this very serious, heavy stuff from the equation at this yes, point because yes. we don't feel as though That's we're right. going to successfully address that. So the biggest lesson I learned um, came from Lacey, and she said, and this is a pretty much a direct quote, uh, it's better to be known as a girl that rides in on a camel than to not be known at all, which is uh, perhaps a, a very apt summary of this entire show and why people do it and That's right. continue to subject themselves to such public humiliation because for these people – is it's better to be known and uh, famous, even if it, it means you're being famous for 
being a total idiot than um, to just be an anonymous person in the world. And in Lacey's defense, when Lacey came on the screen, and I have recapped the show for several seasons for the national scene, and I have admittedly watched like 170 seasons of the show in my own free time, I had no clue who Lacey was. And then she reminded us all, and they showed a clip, that she was a girl who rode in on a camel to meet The Bachelor, which I think it was next season, but I'm not even entirely sure about that, and said to him something along the lines of, I heard you like a good hump. And um, It's a so good that, line. That's literally the only thing I know about Lacey. Even after seeing that, I was like, I still don't remember things she did in the season, but um, my lesson right. was, that, yeah, it's and the better thing, to be known. And the thing to, for everyone to remember about these people on the this show and these shows in general is that they literally do make money off of this fame going forward so all of them are instagram influencers or they get paid for bar appearances so she is completely correct that it is better for her to have been known for that than to have just been a forgettable contestant my lesson and i was watching go ahead oh sorry really quick i was watching this show at the beach because that's how committed i am to my job with a group of people that I'm down here with that um, many, well, several of whom have never seen the show before. So they had a lot of questions, which I know was annoying because I'm not here to answer all your questions, watch a show, but read up, like, do your why homework. Do people do this? Why? Yeah. I'm like, read my recaps. So they're like, why do people do this? Why do they go on here? And, and that's the thing is that, you know, they go on here because then they all transition into these, into these careers in quotes of being, Instagram famous, which, but apparently that, that won't let you get onto celebrity Tinder, as we learned from uh, Amanda, who That's right. actually mentioned that on the show, which I thought was... That was a very sad moment to her. me when she actually said... Me too. Uh, ...that they were talking about online dating and whether they had done it, and she actually said, yeah, I've done it. I tried to get on the celebrity uh, platform, but I was denied. That was a truly sort of <laughs> low moment, I thought. But um, so my lesson. I didn't know there was a celebrity. Tinder my lesson w- was a little different, which was that the Bachelor franchise or someone, some lower level staffer in the Bachelor franchise's social media team is a part of the resistance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tuesday night Go. at 8.21 p.m., a tweet was <laughs> sent from the official Bachelor in Paradise account that read as follows. Quoth the Raven, Cannonball, hashtag Impeach45, hashtag Bachelor in Paradise. This tweet stayed, it caused quite a stir. It was retweeted 222 times, including by me. And nice. it stayed up for quite a while. It has since been deleted. But Impeach45, of course, of course uh, refers to our, um, how to say it our president and <laughs> uh and the notion that he should be no longer our president so someone someone either i thank mean thank you for I, breaking that down for us yes what impeach 45 well means. it's thank look you. i don't want anyone to be left behind here okay so <laughs> what's interesting about this to me is you know i tried to figure out how this could have been done by mistake um there were several hashtags trending last night that had to do with impeaching the president so i guess mm-hmm. it's possible um but I think, you know, someone someone got a hold of the Bachelor in Paradise Twitter controls and made a statement, and good on them. Do you think next week Chris Harrison will address it in a very special Yes, they'll gather the cast episode? around and say, how do you feel about Donald Trump? Let's discuss this. Um, I would, I I would, would watch that, actually. 
I would too, actually. So another we're thing gonna we're going to do Harvard. every week here is check in with the Nashville contestants, of which there are several. Um, Wells Adams uh, is mm-hmm. the bartender for this season of Bachelor in Paradise. Uh, Danielle, who uh, is a nurse, or at least was a nurse at Vanderbilt Children's Hospital, uh, is mm-hmm. on Bachelor in Paradise and was also on an, a season of The Bachelor on Nick's season. And on top of that, last night, Evan and Carly, who fell in love on last season of Bachelor in Paradise and now live in Nashville, and Nancy tells me in the Gulch, so they could be down the street from us at this very moment, um, they got married on last night's episode. So quickly, Nancy, uh, what do you think about Wells, your pal Wells, and his appearance on the show so far? So, as you may or may not know, if you have read my recap, I was not the biggest fan of Wells, particularly last summer in Bachelor in Paradise. I believe I called him a schmuck. I also called him a schmuck in uh, our national scene, Best of Nashville issue last year, which Wells has sort of called me out for a couple of times. He did so on Twitter, uh, and he did so to our our marketing director uh, <laughs> when the scene asked him to be a part of an event, which he uh, of course agreed to do. And then it's um, all in good fun, though. And then last year, I, I interviewed Danielle earlier this year, I guess, after she was on um, The Bachelor, and I I saw her, and she was at an event with Wells. And then after I walked away, he was like, "That girl called me a schmuck," um, which is true. And so. I will say, though, that Wells is already starting to come off somewhat likable. This may be a season of redemption. Um, He's just serving as the bartender, which is kind of weird to me. They also seem to try to be setting it up as though they are going to create some fake romantic interest between he and Danielle, which they have been, I think, like longtime friends before either of them went on the show. But there was clips of her talking to him at the bar, and, and he gave her great advice, and she just talked about how much she loved him and he was one of her favorite people and then she they sort of they hugged on the beach and then there was like a you know slow motion of them walking apart and him looking after her which uh from what i can gather is really just contrived but yes they um, they definitely wanted us to think about the possibility right but wells is apparently just there to be a bartender and no one is allowed to fall in love with wells although (laughs) somebody was sad about that Amanda, maybe? I don't know. There was a girl who was a little disappointed because yes. she said she thought Wells was the most appealing. And you know what? I'm going to guess that uh, if if somebody wants to make out with Wells, ABC's going to let that happen. I have a I feeling no one's going to stop that. I don't think so either. Right. So you mentioned Danielle, and she's the other Nashville contestant here. Um, and Danielle, as you said, did an interview with, with you, um, was extremely uh, – likable and and good mm-hmm. a good sport Smart. for that yeah. uh mm-hmm. she came off well in her season of the bachelor and i think has come off well so far in the bachelor in paradise but for a somewhat awkward reason which is that there's this weird thing that happens on these shows where the people that seem out of place on the show end up looking weird when you're watching the episodes but you have a sense that in real life that means they're pretty well adjusted and normal because they are just a fish out of water and danielle sort of seems like that to me this doesn't really seem like her scene um and i mean that as a compliment but on the show it can occasionally make her look out of place right and that's what happened on her season of the bachelor too and we talked about that when i interviewed her but that she kind of came off as boring i mean they kind of depicted her that way and and she sort of joked about it right and of course part of that is the editing 
Right. But she was like, but she's like, you know, I was okay coming off as boring because I knew I didn't want to come on television and, you know, get drunk and make a fool of myself. So boring is, is something I think she can live with. And, and I have a feeling, yeah, she's going to, she's, she's like you said, she's a little too uh, well adjusted in real life to, to do well on a show like this (laughs) that celebrates people's craziness. Yes. And and just lastly, of course, Carly and Evan were married. I don't have much to say about this. Uh, we wish them well, but I, I, we're already spending this time talking about this show. I don't feel like uh, having too much of an in-depth discussion of their wedding ceremony, but do you have any thoughts there? Well, it's interesting that they actually got married because last season on Bachelor in Paradise, he was really into her, kind of, I think, from the get-go, and she was really not into him. Like, to the point where, like, the first time they kissed, I mean, he thought it was great, and then she's in her interviews just talking about how much it grossed her out, and she repeatedly, okay, <laughs> she repeatedly made references Earmuffs. to the fact that Evan did not give her a lady boner. I'm sorry for saying that, but she said it a lot because he is an erectile dysfunction specialist at this job, and, but eventually, apparently he did, and they fell in love on the show, and miraculously actually ended up dating in real life and got married and it came out i think this last week that they have a baby on the way now too so oh my. good on them congrats so we're gonna wrap it up here um going forward there will be many more uh roses handed out and people sent home um and we'll be kind of bidding them farewell uh as we go but for now, um, there are there are two main departures that we we mentioned earlier that Corinne and Demario were involved in this situation. They did not return to the show when the show restarted production. So uh, before we wrap things up, Nancy, take a moment, say your goodbyes. Well, I would like to say farewell to Corinne, and I am actually really sad that she's not going to be on the show because as crazy as she is, she obviously she makes for really good television and she was one of the funniest characters on Nick's season of The Bachelor. I mean, anytime you have a grown woman who has a nanny that she talks about and brings on the show uh, who makes her cheese pasta and I don't know, whatever other crazy stuff she used to talk about her nanny doing, that's somebody you want to watch week after week. So I do think, I mean, it's you know, it's horrible whatever did or didn't happen on the show, but I think it is going to be um, this show is going to suffer for the fact that Corinne is not on it because she certainly would have made it uh, more lively and entertaining every week. So yes. goodbye, Corinne. We will miss you. And and just briefly, I would I would bid a farewell to Demario, who in his season on The Bachelorette did not cover himself in glory. He uh, famously <laughs> was confronted with a girl who he was apparently still dating while on the show it was not clear right um at the same time uh if it's true as these investigations seem to have found that nothing improper went on then then he has been done wrong uh and it's possible that his name has kind of been dragged through the mud and i'm sure some ugliness has been directed his way that may not be deserved so if if that's the case that's regrettable as well uh and hopefully that won't haunt him uh undeservedly going forward uh in any case we obviously hope nothing did happen but we still quite don't know which is what makes this all uncomfortable anyhow Mm -hmm. um we'll be back next week there will be four more hours somehow of this show um so for now (laughs) thanks 
for joining us. Thanks to Maddie Gerard, who's our producer. Thanks to The Nobility for our intro and outro music. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can like us there and leave us a comment, which we hope you will do. And uh, mm-hmm. Nancy, enjoy the beach. Get back to us soon. And we'll talk to all of you guys next week. Send them out to sea.